This morning I woke up and something had changed. I felt kind of good and it felt kind of strange. There's something going on here and maybe it's a brand new world or I'm just crazy insane. Pause that. Yes, you are insane. But fear not, if any of you do not feel the same symptoms this man just sang right now, just remember that you are not alone. I'd recommend a cold shower, a bottle of water, and write on a notepad to never film yourself on TikTok doing that. Have some decency, good folks. China records all the shame. How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of Somali Nomad, and I have a legendary guest on this episode. This man right here is the man that I partly reason why I started this podcast and read my book, and um, it's 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 an honor having this guy on the podcast today. So, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. My name is George. Uh, I'm a good friend with Warsami. We worked together in the past. We're still good friends. Uh, currently, I do event planning. I'm, uh, I like to travel. I like to read. I like to listen to music and a bunch of other things. And I'm here to share my experiences in a topic we're discussing today. Awesome. And the reason why I want to bring on uh, George here is because uh, I, I, we used to work uh, uh, together way back when. And... Uh, when I was 17 years old, I did not know anything about anything. And George showed me the ropes on literally every single thing you can think of as, as a man when dealing with, you know, business and, and women and, uh, and even school as well. Like this guy is an inspiration people. Like, I don't think you understand. This guy runs his own business, was going to school to do his uh, PhD and working at the same time. I've never seen anybody with that kind of work ethic ever since that point. There's no one I, I, in my mind, and I've met a lot of people throughout the years. I've never met a man that dedicated to, you know, success the way he uh, was. And he did it at a very, very early age. So I want to bring him on just to kind of talk about a lot of the subjects I usually talk about the podcast. And, uh, yeah, George, uh, talk about a little bit more about yourself. You know, I kind of gave people the, the breakdown of who you are, but just go in more detail of like who, uh, who you are and like what, what you do, uh, for a living and all that kind of stuff. So currently, I'm doing event planning. I, I organize a, a fashion show for charity. Now we currently do it twice a year. So we run funds, we raise funds for CHIO. The money is going for Catholic Pediatric Research and Mental Health. So I work with a lot of um, people that are connected to the fashion industry. And I try to support the community in any way possible. 
Uh, I'm also doing accounting right now. I work for a private company. And, uh, you know, I keep myself busy during these pandemic times. And uh, I hope uh, things get back to normal soon. Absolutely, absolutely. The pandemic hasn't been friendly to, to all of us. I know that firsthand. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, what's uh, your current uh, status at the moment? Are you in a relationship? Are you single? I'm currently single. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like, uh, is that kind of like on purpose? Do you kind of keep your options open? Or is it like you, like you haven't been really searching in a while for a while? Uh, I don't search. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't mean to be single. Yeah. I just wait for things to happen. Okay. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Okay. 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 That's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> um, so, what was uh, your history like in the dating scene uh, over the years? I have crushes. Uh, I had my own crushes in university, in high school. Uh, I had girls who liked me, and I didn't know. Uh, it yeah. was a kind of a hiding seek. Uh, Situation, yeah, and I have girls who were obsessed with me, so I experienced all kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the crushes, I was interested. I was not very successful because maybe because I was not very straightforward with the person, or I wasted too much time to accomplish what was my mission. In a way, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like, has that, uh, did you, uh, ever develop, like, uh, like long term, uh, commi- committed relationships, uh, uh, after, like, you're seeing so many women? With my crushes, yes, I did have in- intentions to have a long term relationship. Yeah. But the first step is to conquer the person first. Mm. Uh, that first step was never accomplished. Yeah. Um, for some reason. And I guess it was uh, a non correspondence uh, relationship. So it's only in one way, it's not two ways. Mm. Okay, okay. What's uh, like your opinion now, nowadays, uh, the, the dating scene right now? The dating scene right now, currently, um, from what I know, a lot of people are going to dating applications. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, people are not, uh, don't have the opportunity to socialize in person. They, they don't have opportunity to, to meet in person. Mm-hmm. There's no gathering, so most people are staying at, staying at home, working from home, uh, restricting their going out. Some people are going to, to dating apps to see if they can find a future partner for themselves. Yeah. So since 2019, things have changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you like for like uh, matchmaking apps or you're not necessarily? Uh, I, to be honest with you, I, I was, uh, I had accounts and profiles uh, in, in dating apps, um, but uh, I didn't see the, the dating apps uh, very efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I had like maybe two girls who contacted me in the past and then they were very good looking for, in my opinion and they were attractive. But, yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes it could be fake profiles, it could be, you know, like, uh, frauds, it could be people who are trying to squeeze money out of you. Yeah. And, uh, those two profiles that contacted me in the past, uh, it was very short conversation. One of them actually was trying to see if I was willing to pay for the tuition fees. Wow. Of the person. Wow. Mm. So I didn't do that. Mm. 
and, and, and then I do not send money in advance at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not a business transaction. This is supposed to be a personal no. transaction. And uh, if they're trying to hustle you money, get the F out at that exactly. point. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I remember a lot of the stories you were telling me about over the years is like of uh, specific women like doing stupid stuff, like uh, trying to get your attention or, you know, trying to like, you know, get... Uh, basically nab you for uh, for certain actions. You want to explain some of the crazy stories you've kind of told me? Yes. Um, a lot of those stories are, are, are related on event planning. That I, I'm still doing it right now. Yeah. Um, I, I deal with a lot of, because we do fashion events, we, 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 we manage models. So models are always like young girls, pretty girls that are in high school, college, university. And some of these girls, they join the, the, the modeling scene because they, they either the parents uh, want to bring the girls some confidence or the girls dream to be a supermodel and uh, they're not willing to be modeling agencies to be part of it. They want uh, to have a free access to exposure. Mm-hmm. So a lot of girls, uh, <clears throat> they go through the process of model selection in terms of being part of the show. So... Um, they try to go to and take shortcuts like going to the head organizer and, and try to, to talk to him and, and see if they can have an easy access to the show so they can have the exposure, they can get the pictures, they can work with designers mm-hmm. and, and, and have a dream to accomplish to be in a magazine, for example. And but but those are avenues that uh, are not supposed to be taken that way. So everything is supposed to be professional. So yeah. some girls they try to mix business with pleasure, which that's not supposed to be done because that also puts uh, in cause like my image in front of the organization. Mm-hmm. Because uh, an orga- a head organizer is not supposed to be involved with the model who is be part of the show. Because in the fashion scene, especially in Ottawa, the community is very small in terms of fashion. So, so rumors spread very fast in social media. Mm. Wow. Because like, that, that's very surprising here because a lot of guys, if they're in your position, they would mix pleasure with business. So like, what, what, is that the mentality you have? They're like, hey, listen, my money comes first. Before, before my, my entertainment? Is that the kind of mentality you have? Uh, no, because in the event planning, uh, especially when we deal with chill, yeah. so we do charity events, so, yeah. so we're not making much profit. So yeah. We're covering our expenses and costs. Yeah. Uh, and, and the rest of the money goes to charity. So, so it, it's not much more of uh, making the money and the, and the people who are involved in the project follow the rules. Yeah. It's more of having a clean image if it's a, a relationship that is not pure. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a relationship with interest. Mm. And you don't call it as a relationship. Yeah. You call it as a casual encounter in a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not uh, because uh, the girls have the tendency to say, okay, he, uh, if you give me this, I'll give you that. It doesn't work that way because maybe at the moment you will be a pleasure for yourself, but yeah. in the long run, if you're not in good terms with that person, that can hunt you down. Mm. And when something hunts your reputation down, then if you want to continue the business you started after work effort, yeah. uh, it's going to ruin your success in the future. Mm. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty uh, pretty interesting, to say the least. Because um, 
a lot of the women that I remember you're dealing with, especially the models, they, a lot, some of them were kind of manipulative. Uh, I remember even way back when, when I was still working with you, they were kind of like, you know, trying to get their way, you know, and uh, the way you kind of like, the kind of maneuvered them was very interesting. Most guys would not have done what you did. Yes, a lot of the girls, they, 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 they knew that there was a, an obstacle, a challenge for them to be part of the events. Yeah. Uh, but after you experiencing different situations, yeah, uh, you can sense from a distance what are the girls' intentions. You, you can prepare yourself. Uh, okay, she's approaching me after, for example, no, three no. months or four months. Why are you approaching me after four months out of the blue? Oh, because okay. there is an event coming up. So, if I was, for example, throughout the year, if I was in the hospital, that person wouldn't care if I was in the hospital. Yeah. But now there is a show coming up. We are showing maximum attention to you. How are your family doing? And how is everybody doing? And, and, and you know, I would like to be part of the show. You get a lot of these kind of emails and, and messages. So, so it's becoming a, you know, like a routine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and in the fashion scene, what I learned is a lot of people for themselves. Mm. Not there to help out. Yeah. So I I can give an example of a model that came from Calgary to Ottawa, and uh, someone that she knew. I gave her a reference, my reference to her. So, she wanted to learn with me, like uh, in the trades of fashion and all. Yeah. I was very kind at the time with her, and I show her like all, all the contacts of people, like uh, where to which groups on social media to reach out and things like that. Yeah, so once, once she had access to that, she didn't care about the system. Wow. So she 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 pretty much, I wouldn't say used you. But took advantage of the situation. Mm. And today, uh, you know, she'll probably reach out to other people and never take into consideration the person who actually introduced her to this industry. Dude, uh, these kind of models, do they get blacklisted? So if they pull that kind of stuff with you, you can tell other people, hey, don't work with her because she may not have the best of intentions. Uh, we, we don't blacklist models in that situation because that's kind of rude. Because okay. models can make a small deal into a big deal. And again, the community and fashion models. Uh, you only blacklist models from your uh, event if something really bad happened in the previous event. Mm. For example, a uh, model that had a misbehavior and broke the rules of the contract that we have with them. Yeah. Yeah. They broke the rules, like if there is a, a racist comment in a previous event or, or, or misconduction of the presentation of the event, then we blacklist that model. Yeah. Normally, we don't blacklist models. Who we blacklist is photographers because mm. some photographers um, they have the tendency to come to our events and, and take pictures of the models and they try to get their contact information to tag, to, to tagging. Yeah. And then once they do the photo shoot with the model, then the nature of the photo shoot is not appropriate. Mm. So, and that reflects on our event in terms of, uh, promotion. 
Yeah. Because we are promoting a photographer who's coming in and he's portraying like a, an out, no, outside activity with a model who was part of the show with some inappropriate photo uh, shows. Really? Wow. Wow. So if a model, and the way how the photographer sees is like, he sees that the model is, is a good looking model, has a perfect body, and then, and, 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 and he can imagine her in, 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 in her very revealing clothing, like lingerie, yeah. bikini, and things like that. Yeah. Then, then he will have an idea of doing a photo shoot with her, and he will make use the organization name as working in this organization for the last two, three, four, five years. Mm. And then to bring the comfort to the model saying, oh, he has worked with this organization. It means I'm going to be safe with this photographer. But that doesn't mean all the time. Mm. Because photographers, sometimes they always have that hidden personality that he does not reveal at our community events. Mm. So these freelance photographers can can do some serious damage. They they could do some serious damages, and when a situation that bad happens with a model, yeah. there is a model safety group in on social media yeah. where all the bad photographers are are blacklisted and revealed who they are. So they alert other models not to work with that specific photographer. Wow. And if things escalate, yeah. uh, if models who are signed up with agencies are affected by such uh, activity like yeah. that, then the agent, the owner of the agency will contact us directly and let us know not to have this photographer in our changes because of these certain situations. Like in the last event that we had, we had to blacklist one photographer mm. because of his future situation. And, and when you deal with this photographer one-on-one, he seems to be a very nice person. But when he goes home and he looks at pictures in the computer, you can see that he has a dark side that he does not reveal in person in front of us. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's shocking. Because, like, honestly, like, everybody is uh, all different, right? Like, everybody has good, good aspects of themselves, bad aspects of themselves. But, like, the fact that People will use their negativity and their, their darkness, especially through their job, to hunt down these women and, you know, and that yes. kind of stuff. That's, that's just kind of scary. scary. And most of these photographers are retired photographers from development. Yeah. Like, they, they, they do photography as a, as a part-time. It's a hobby for them. Yeah. And they want to do something different outside of their daily life. Yeah. Um, but we expect, okay, we don't mind them coming to take pictures of the event and, and, and publish on social media to make the event more known to other networks you don't have access to. Because every person on social media have followers. So yeah. we want to increase the number of followers for our event so we can maximize the ticket sales for our events. Yeah. Right? So the more ticket sales we do, the more donation for charity goes. So that's our goal. But we don't want to bring people in the events that damage the image of what we love. It's that's good to know. It's good to know, and gives hope for a lot of people that uh, you know these kind of creeps are are not associated with uh, these kind of like uh, major uh, yeah. uh, places and organizations like that. That's good to know.
Uh, do you want to like uh, speak about a time you had like a committed relationship, and how was how was that like? To be honest with you, I never had a committed relationship. Really? Okay. No. Okay. There was not a two-way committed mm. relationship. I had maybe the, the the closest committed relationship I may have had. Yeah. Was with the girl who was one of our MCs for the event. Yeah. But the thing is, like, things uh, seemed to work out well because there was a communication back and forth. I was not doing 100% of the communication. She was doing also a, a bit of it. So I would say I was doing 60, she was doing 40. Uh, because it's not all the time, it's a, it's a guy's job to chase the girl all the time. And the girl must make an effort to reach out to the guy as well. Yeah. So there was a little bit of uh, back and forth communication. Yeah. But at that time, um, when I was in communication with her and things were going well, and we were going towards uh, you know, a more intimate uh, relation, um, and because you have to have, you need to have that level of comfort between one person and the other. Yeah. There is no level of comfort. If there is still a formality in the distance in terms of communication, things become harder. But when we have that level of comfort, you know, you know like me and you talking right now, yeah, uh, things get easier. And, and things were escalating for that level of comfort towards uh, something more special. Yeah. Um, but at that time, what happened is I had to do a trip to Europe for two weeks and during those two weeks of absence uh, I was still communicating with the girl uh, but then when I came back uh, she went on a trip she went on a trip uh, to Cuba I believe and she went by herself and the moment when she returned back uh, I was excited to meet up with her again and we did meet up and, and, and I could see, and she was the one who reached out to me. And I was excited with the, with the fact that she returned from a trip and she wanted to meet up with me. Yeah. Uh, and we meet up, and, and, and when we meet up, we, we had our talk and things like that. And um, then she revealed that she was in a relationship. Oh. So I got shocked. I got shocked that she was in a relationship. Uh, and apparently, while I was away, she was talking to another guy, and then they became serious during my stay in Europe. And then when 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 I returned, and she went back to she went to Cuba for vacation. She was in communication with that same guy, and I didn't know that. Wow. So, so when when she returned back, uh, she was like she she was looking at me as a friend. And she was looking at him as a partner. So, so I didn't know how to react to that situation. I had to, you know, act normal, not to show signs of weakness. And I actually, uh, she was actually telling me just to drop her off uh, somewhere near a bus stop and she would take the bus home. But inside of me, I felt bad for it and I actually still drove her home. Um, and then, uh, and then when I when I dropped her off and I was returning home, I just wanted to drive far away, and I didn't want to think about the topic at all. Wow, wow! Sorry to hear about that, man. That sucks. 
that's that's that sucks. But that's that's how you uh, become a stronger person because the next uh, situation you encounter, your mind and heart and soul are already prepared for this kind of situation to happen. So yeah. you're not gonna have, you're not gonna be heartbroken anymore. Yeah, you're gonna be prepared for it. So it's gonna make you into a stronger individual. Yeah. Wow. So what was the the big uh, like? Looking at a retrospect now with that committed relationship or whatever, the, the relationship in general, like what was the main thing that you kind of like look back and like, okay, this was like a turning point of that. That's why it didn't work. It didn't work out the way it did. Uh, yes. Now, when I look at situations like that, yeah, situations like situations like in the past, I feel that I I, sh- I look at the situations that I had and I I'd say, okay. I think I waste too much time going on this specific step. I should be more straightforward and waste less time. For example, uh, if you go to the club scene and you go party with your friends, um, you probably can find like one, two, three girls to dance with. And, and, and you know that at that moment, if you don't make a move towards a girl to dance with, you will not get a girl at all. Someone else will get it. So there were some situations where uh, you should be faster than you were. And I wouldn't say the word aggressive, but faster and objective and, and, and go straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Don't go too much uh, hesitation or going around the bush. But hesitation going around the bush, uh, it, will not, uh, it will not give you the results you're looking for. Because uh, if you have a specific girl in mind, you will be talking to her, but at the same time, that specific girl might be talking to three, four guys at the same time too. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Right? So time is precious. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to be careful with uh, religion backgrounds. For example, if you're dealing with a girl who is a Catholic, okay, it's a regular girl out there that you, you may want to be uh, straightforward and objective with the girl. Yeah. No problem. But if you are dealing with a girl no, no. who is Muslim, for example, okay, and, and, and the girl is outgoing and, 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 and she's social and everything, um, if you're becoming too aggressive with her in terms of aggressive in the in the matter of being objective and, 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 and straightforward to the point, uh, you may scare the girl. You may scare the girl because the girl has a different background. Uh, she has uh, family restrictions. Uh, she's not supposed to see any guy until marriage. Uh, so, so, so you may encounter these situations when, if you are too fast, uh, things may not work because you don't allow the girl to digest uh, and get to know you. Sometimes you have to give time to the girl to get to know you. Not because she's, uh, it's because of the culture. It's the way how she was, she was taught how to draw, to, to be brought up. Because I already faced that situation recently, and I learned that that sometimes uh, you have to adjust yourself to the background uh, of the girl. So, what happened in that uh, last situation you're talking about? The last situation, I was 
uh, it was funny. First, I didn't know where she was from because uh, she was a white girl. She 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 didn't show any signs that she was a Muslim girl. Uh, I only came to know she was a Muslim girl when she revealed which country she was from. And, and when I, when she told me that uh, I'm from this specific country, uh, then 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 I realized okay, uh, she's she's from this country. But at that time, I didn't show much interest in that girl. Uh, what made me attracted to her was the fact that. Uh, she was approaching me all the time. Mm. She was making 70% of the moves. And I was only making 30. Um, and then I'm like, okay, why would a girl stop me on the hallway and, and, and then talk to me for a good 20 minutes? And that's strange. Uh, friendship? I doubt. Because yeah. if you're looking for friendship, you can say hi, bye, whatever. The next time I see you, I'll say hi again. Um, but, uh, and then what happened was, okay, if the girl is showing this much interest, why not make a move and see how it goes? Yeah. So, at that time was January. Uh, and, 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 and things were getting, uh, in, things were building up growing up yeah and i said okay valentine's day is coming in february 14th so why not uh, make a timeline for myself and 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 and, and see uh, you know like uh, how how far can i go with this girl you know and i said to myself okay on valentine's day in my mind i said up oh, this girl i'm gonna take her out on valentine's day because she never showed that she had boyfriend or, or she was in a relationship or anything like that. So, because the days were very uh, limited, I didn't have much time. And I was not seeing this girl every day. I was seeing her maybe twice a week or once a week or three times a week, it depends. So, so I was putting pressure and the way I was putting pressure was, I was being very straightforward. Uh, go and see her on purpose, talk to her on purpose, when you're not supposed to, you're supposed to let things go casual. And I didn't want to go with the normal floor. I wanted to put a bit of pressure to get things going faster. And that was a different route that I decided to take. So the result was uh, two days before Valentine's Day, she asked me uh, what I was doing for Valentine's Day. And I said, nothing. And then she said, uh, what about you? I said, nothing. And then I asked her the same. She said, nothing, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll see. I'm not sure. She gave me the hint that she might go out with somebody, but he's not sure. So, the moment I said, um, you know, uh, okay, that's fine. But then I started giving her hints that she was, she was a good person, she was good looking, she was, I was giving her compliments. So then she felt that she was being uh, put against the wall and, and, and she, she, she figured out that I was making the moves very fast. 
till the point that she was not feeling comfortable and she said she had a boyfriend. Oh. So when that happened, then your excitement that you have inside of yourself, uh, that excitement disappears. And you don't know what to think of. Uh, you think, okay, is she telling you the truth? Is she, is she just telling you a lie so you can back off and not put too much pressure on her? Uh, so, so what happened after that? Well, I gave her a distance. I gave her a distance for two weeks. Didn't talk to her, did not message her, nothing. Um, till she realized, okay, this guy is not coming to me at all. And then she decided to reach out to me. So when she decided to reach out to me, I said, okay, maybe she's interested, but she was not comfortable at that time. The moment I I start to apply pressure on her again, being a little bit flirtatious with her, then she brings the boyfriend story. And, it's an, and it was not the boyfriend story, now it's husband story. <laughs> so, I'm like, I said to myself, now it's a husband, not a boyfriend. So, I said, okay, in other words, she's telling me to back off. So, I backed off. Yeah. Uh, I didn't talk to her for two months because of pandemic. And and then after that, she came to talk to me again, and, and now I keep a little bit of a distance, but she still likes to talk to me. So we don't know. Holy crap. It's a question, it's a big question mark. And the big question mark is because maybe uh, family restrictions, religion, uh, background, uh, maybe she's not supposed to see guys from other religions and backgrounds as going out together maybe she's not allowed to do that so there's a lot of question marks so we don't know yeah. so, so so and I said to myself because she already rejected me once saying that she has a boyfriend I I, I don't bother to, to ask her out at all yeah wow wow she upgraded from boyfriend to husband in two weeks in two weeks Wow, the excuses they make now nowadays. Huh? And recently, she told me that um, uh, I'm having stress. What? Yeah. So we don't know if if, if something is wrong with the boyfriend <laughs> or the husband, for that matter. Or the husband. Uh, yeah. Who we knows? don't know which one. We don't know if it's even both at the same time at this point. Yeah. Holy crap, man! That's wow. So, like, I've, I've known you for a while, man. And, like, you've always told me uh, similar stories like this. Like, what is, like, the, the big thing you kind of watch out for with these women? Like, what's, like, the red flag you'd say? Like, you were like, okay, um, I got to avoid that. Because, like, sometimes I feel like they're BSing or... I'm learning that the best thing to do is be yourself. Yeah. You have to be yourself. Yeah. And, and the girl has to like you the way you are. You cannot pretend to be someone else. Yeah. If you pretend to be someone else, for example, you decide to change your your dress code. Yeah. If you are used to wear uh, running shoes, jeans, and a t-shirt, you're not going to change all of a sudden to dress shoes and a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
if the girl shows that she likes you, the way how you are, the way how you act, the way how you laugh, the way how you crack jokes, yeah, that means she really likes you. You know what I mean? And it's a girl that uh, shows the consistency. There is a consistency in, in approaching you. Mm-hmm. There are girls who approach you once in the blue moon when they have an interest. And that you know. Yeah. Okay, for example, in event planning, you know there is a show coming up. Why is this girl contacting you after six months? Because she has an interest in following the show. Yeah. So those are very easy to detect. Yeah. Uh, right. And then you have girls who they don't know what they want in life. They they break up from a relationship. They go in, they, they they are single for a while. Then they they, they enter in, in in a new relationship. Uh, I know this other girl, like she she has been changing from one boyfriend to the other. And 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 recently I spoke to her and was like, are you seeing someone right now? And she's like, are you are you in a relationship right now? She said, no, I'm seeing someone. Mm. So when you see someone, it means what? Yeah. You are holding hands, you're going for a walk, yeah. you see once in the blue moon. Yeah. What is it? So, so it, it's, uh, you know, uh, if you want to find a girl for yourself, you have to make sure that the girl likes the way where you are. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's a very good point, uh, definitely to make. Uh the one thing I want to ask you, like, this is something you kind of mentioned earlier in the episode. It's like, uh, how do you normally meet women nowadays? Like, uh, even before the pandemic, like, how would, how would you normally meet? Uh, women in general or women throughout the shows? Well, the shows that it makes it obvious, like, obviously they'll come interact with you. Obviously, you were mentioning your, your committed relationship that you had yeah. beforehand. But, like, a woman in general, like, how do you normally meet? Because obviously, mm-hmm. you can't date the women that are in your shows. Or affiliated with your show, so like, how would you normally meet women? Yeah, women during pandemic, women, uh, it's always hard to meet them. Yeah, because it's hard to. I cannot just walk in to a coffee shop and start talking to women. That's yeah, a little bit creepy and a little bit hard. <laughs> but uh, women, I meet them. It could be at work. It could be. Uh, it could be an activity. It could be at the gym. It could be in the library. It could be in a, in a, in a community group. Yeah, it could be in many different situations. Um, I interact like before pandemic, like in normal, in normal. Uh, I would say the normal, regular days as we used to have before. I used to interact with women in in, in different ways. I used to interact them as makeup artists, as uh, hairstylists, as uh, as the fashion designers, as models, uh, as perf- dance performers, as singers, as volunteers. As guests, I, I interact with women in, in, in all different ways. Yeah. And, 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 and there's also bloggers, people who come to the shows and, and write stories, like they bring their friends. And then and, and sometimes uh, uh, what makes me proud of these shows is that people hear about the name of the show, but they don't know who's the person behind it. Yeah. So, so, so when they came to come to meet the person who is behind that, for them is is an honor to, 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 you know, it's an honor to, to, to know that these people give value for this show year after year. Yeah. So, so that gives you a little bit of confidence. That gives you confidence because you know that these people admire of what you do. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Uh, you might be single because not because you are ugly or, or, or you have some defects. You are perfectly fine. There's no problem with you. If people admire for who you are, then you should be proud of what you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and so what I say. Like women, a woman should like you for who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't like who you are. If they if they pretend to talk to you, it's because they have an interest. If they talk to you because they like who you are, then you have your bonus points. Mm. Do you uh, normally uh, do you normally uh, allow women to approach you, or are you the type that would approach them? I now these days I let the woman approach me. Okay. I don't like because the woman that I try. I may have a small percentage of the woman I approach. Yeah. And I notice that the woman I normally approach, they don't feel comfortable. Mm. I have one or two situations yeah. that I can sense they're not comfortable. Maybe because not their nature, maybe because they don't know who you are. Yeah. I'm way more successful when women come to me. Yeah. Because that shows that they have a certain level of comfort with you. Yeah. And the level of comfort increases when they start teasing you, when they play with you, when they joke around with you. Yeah. That shows that they are comfortable to be around you. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, One thing I know somebody let's just want to ask is like, uh, is marriage in the cards for you? You see yourself uh, ever settling down? Yeah, it's possible to yeah. settle down. Yeah. I, 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 I would, I would settle down, but I would settle down with someone that I'm happy to be with. Mm. Uh, arranged marriage, uh, sometimes it could be a dangerous road to take. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's uh, cultures, it's cultures, right? Yeah. So. We we have to respect that, but in my situation, I would prefer to to you know to to, to settle down with someone that I really would like to spend the rest of my life. Hmm. I didn't know arranged marriages were a thing in Portugal. <laughs> uh, there, there there are in certain situations arranged marriage. Yeah, okay. But the majority is just true love. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you foresee yourself marrying somebody within your kind or doesn't matter? Uh, it, for me, it doesn't matter. Okay. But it has to be someone that I like. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. So that, that's good to hear because there are people like in, obviously we're immigrants. So like we, we know our families always want uh, somebody within, uh, within our culture to get married. I know as a Somali, like, uh, like our community is all about like, you know, keeping it within, you know, marrying your own kind as much as you can, you know, and they don't like the idea of, you know, you, uh, dating somebody or marry somebody that's not your kind, you know, and Somalis, we get an earful all the time, man. <laughs> Trust me. It's like, uh, I've seen the backlash, um, in Toronto. It's been a trend over the years in regards to like, yeah. uh, uh, men and, and women marrying other cultures. So it's good to hear, man, that at least you guys can have your options open most of yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, one, th- one thing I want to ask you is, uh, regards to, uh, like, uh, what do you see, like, the dating scene in the next, like, couple, couple of years? Cause, like, now, obviously, everybody, everybody kind of went on Tinder and Matt and, uh, 
and Hinge and Bumble and that kind of stuff. And you were telling me a story a couple of weeks ago about the, a certain guy that you know who's kind of like constantly on on those apps, right? And like, and I feel like he's not the only one. Those constant guys are on these apps. And like, do you, do you foresee to the point where there's nobody will be interacting with anybody? It's going to be constantly on the phone, and then that's how they're going to meet the people. It could, things could change. We don't know yeah. for how long the pandemic is going to last. Yeah. Now they're talking about the fourth wave. Yeah. We're not sure if that fourth wave is coming or not. Yeah. Uh, if the fourth wave comes, it means COVID-19 is going to prolong even more. Yeah. And people are not going to be able to interact with each other yeah. like before. So more tendency for people to go on dating apps. Especially the people that, you know, like they, 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 they are really like, you consider them desperate in a way to, to, to settle down, not to settle down, but to find a partner because yeah. a lot of people, they go into mental health depression during pandemic and, and they feel that they need someone to be with them. Yeah. If, if things uh, continue like this, I think dating apps is going to is going to Is that a detriment for the society in general? It's... Because uh, it's <laughs> in my opinion, it, it kind of is a bit. It, it will look like an artificial way to meet up. Yeah. Right? And when you meet someone through dating app and you're not able with pandemic, you're not able to meet in person. Yeah, everything will look very artificial. Mm. It's not natural. Yeah. When you meet someone one on one, it's uh, you can see the emotions of the person. You can see that person is welcoming you warmly, yes or no. Through text message, it's very hard to see those people excited to talk to you. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I've been interacting with some people on Bumble, for example. Yeah. Some of them, they message me and it's so plain. They will ask you, how are you? You good? How old are you? I'm this age. Uh, what do you do? I do this. What are your hobbies? Yeah. I do this. Yeah. So there's no... There are no colors yeah. to it. You know what I mean? There is no chemistry. Yeah. And maybe these dating apps are, are, are for hookups, but yeah. but for long term relationships. Yeah. There um, has to be a chemistry to pictures somehow. Yeah. My, my friend was seeing a few weeks ago. He said uh, every time he was swiping on Tinder, he saw all the women on their profile saying, We're looking for a dog daddy. <laughs> and it's basically them with their pets, with their dog. And it's basically underneath it says that. Oh. Yeah, and it's like a lot of brunettes and blondes and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know if it's mostly all white, but that's what he's telling me. And I was like, wow, that's what exists on Tinder. And he's like, yeah. And I saw that. I was like, holy crap. I, I don't know much on Tinder, though. Yeah. I never had any message on Tinder. Yeah. Bumble, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bumble, yes. Have you ever used a hinge or no? No. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. because I don't believe much in dating ads much. Yeah. Not much, not much end results because you go on these dating apps to get results. Yeah, because some people what they do is uh, because they're not successful in real life, they think they can find in dating apps. Yeah, but those dating apps is like a tease. It's you communicate with someone, someone communicate, but the thing is, when it's time to meet up. Maybe one side is comfortable, maybe the other side is not comfortable. Maybe they get nervous because they don't know who they're meeting, they don't know how to act, they don't know how to behave, they don't know how to interact. Yeah. 
maybe the interaction through internet is more comfy. Yeah. But when they interact one on one, face to face, you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes people don't have the, the same profile picture as today. Yeah. Maybe it's a profile picture from five years, six years ago. Yeah. Today they, they maybe don't, they don't look the same physical appearance. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, people who are not confident about the profiles on 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 on, on uh, apps. Yeah, they only show their face. They don't they don't show the entire figure. Mm. Like one time I was interacting. I think it was two years ago. I was interacting with someone who was not confident about showing their full picture, full body picture, mm. because they're not physically attractive. I yeah. guess. Yeah. As the ones with the the uh, close up uh, pictures, close up headshots, headshots, yeah, yeah. So guys and girls do that a lot. Then when you see that, normally they're you fall for it. Yeah, you fall for it, and then you realize that's not what they meant to be. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes the pictures are edited too. Yeah, so. yeah. Unfortunate, unfortunately, no. You think in this day and age everybody would be comfortable about themselves, but yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't own it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before we wrap up this episode. Uh, do you have any, any like parting words uh, you want to say to the audience in regards to in the dating in the dating department? All I gotta say is let go with the flow. Yeah. Don't don't force things. Don't change. Yeah. Be yourself. Let the person come to you. Yeah. Let let your wants come to you. Don't, don't chase. The more I don't think about it, the yeah. less you think about it, uh, it's less stress for you. Yeah. The more you think, the more you you, you stress about the specific things. Uh, your life is not the same because you will not be able to sleep. And now with the dating apps, people are down to their phones. Uh, like today's world, with cell phones, there's no more social social life in person. Like even if you have a reunion of friends or, or a reunion of coworkers, I would say 80, 80, 80 to 90% of your coworkers are on their phones. They're not talking to you. Yeah. Is the phone more important than someone is in person in front of you? Like, do they value the person who is in with that? Like, yeah. So. I had a guy on the, on the episode uh, who said that uh, smartphones are basically uh, like the killer of relationships. Smartphones, social media, the killer relationships. It's like, that's all it is. Like, people are on their phones constantly. They're more interested. I was at a, I was at a, a lunch the other week with a friend of mine and... Uh, when we were eating, like we just noticed this couple we just sat there and the entire hour and a half were on their phones. They didn't even interact with each other once. Once their food came in, they started eating. Once they're done their eating, they were on their phones and they didn't interact the entire time. It's insane. I, I don't understand that. You go out and then you're on your phone. Yeah, and probably they are on their phone not talking to each other. They're talking yeah. to somebody else. They're talking to somebody else, yeah. They're probably making plans further. <laughs> Some fun on the side at this point. It's insane. I never understood that. Like in the end, I thought, you know, you would put your phone away, put it on, do not sleep or turn it off and just spend time with the person. Like, yeah. When was the last time people ever did that yeah, as well? Yeah. And, and, and I find it's, it's rude in a way if someone comes to see you yeah. and you are texting on your phone. Yeah. It's rude. In a way, it's rude because yeah. 
that person is giving more value to the person on the phone because the phone can wait. Yeah. You can text a person 24 hours. Yeah. But when you spend time with that person, you were spending one hour, two hours maximum. And the next time you're going to see that person, you don't know when you're going to see that person next. Exactly. Right? So, 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 interaction in person is really important. Texting. If you're texting, for example, a guy that a girl is texting a guy that she likes, okay, the guy can wait like you know, 24 hours. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And the guy, the guy will be checking his phone in the next 24 hours, believe me or not. Yeah. But if you're interacting with someone for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, then you should be proud to that person. The more hilarious part is, uh, especially the people who are on their phones, they, they take their sweet ass time response. Uh, I've seen that a lot lately. Where That, that yeah. is also a big, uh, the, I wouldn't say a trick, but yeah. an advice for guys. Yeah. If a girl texts a guy, don't respond right away. Because the moment you respond right away, it looks your desperate. Yeah. It takes. 45 minutes to an hour, an hour and a half to reply. It shows that you are busy, you have a life, you, you have things to do, you're not just leaving for a specific person. Good to know. That's a very, very strong advice to definitely say that. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, first and foremost, George, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. It's been an honor. It has been an honor having you on and spinning some wisdom you know, to uh, everybody on this podcast. So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's been an honor. It's a long time coming. I wanted you to come on that, uh, this uh, podcast earlier, but I finally got you on. So I'm happy for that. And uh, like I said, you're welcome to come back anytime, you know, spread some more of my knowledge, you know, share some more stories. You have an open invitation to come on the podcast anytime. Man. So thank you. Yeah, awesome. And uh, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for listening on the Somali Nomad. I'm your host, uh, Sammy, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side.